All right, all right. It's time for another episode of English and Coffee. I'm your wonderful host, Demion. And today we are at the park once again, River North Park, sitting in front of this sign that says, Live Animals, Boat Rentals, Shelters and Grills, and Campsites. It's a different location in the park that I normally go to here and there, um, just because I kind of wanted to get away from people, didn't really want to be bothered with all the cars approaching and people walking by my car and people being curious as to what I'm doing in my car. In my own car, they're worried about what I'm doing. You know how you have curious patrons in the community, curious passerbys that just want to be nosy and explore and what is he doing and what are you doing? No, I'm not concerned with what they're doing. They should give me my space and allow me to do what I do, which is record this wonderful episode of English and Coffee. So that is what I'm doing. As I'm watching the uh, people driving along and doing what they do in their normal everyday life, we are doing something extraordinary because this is English and Coffee. We are the sippers. We are the people that strive to perfect our English, right? That is what you are all here for. So today's topic, we are going to talk about something that is occurring right here in my country, but not specifically with my country that I'm going to go into. I'm just going to talk about the whole election process in general. Talk about uh, what people look for in a leader, even if you don't have it in your own country. As I know, our country, I mean, we have questionable powers that be at this moment in time. But um, that's what we're going to get into today. So hope you got your cup. Let's get started. So as I said earlier and in several podcasts, it never fails. The moment I hit the record button, people just start showing up. And that's what's happening now, but it's not going to stop the party. We're going to go ahead and record this episode. So as I said, we're going to talk about elections and the presidential candidates and things and what that means for our country. Now, when people look for a leader, they're looking for someone to lead the people, looking for people to open doors and create a better opportunity for the civilization at hand, general population, you know, provide better establishments in the economy, businesses, organizations, supports for people that may need it, and generally bring a better sense of morale to the people. Because morale is what helps people, you know, kind of propels them throughout their day. If they're feeling good about what they're doing and the place that they're in, the environment they're living in, then they'll do a lot more to support themselves. They have a lot of people that are dependent on systems, the government. I don't know in your country if they have all these Section 8s and housing authorities and things like that that help place people that can't place themselves in, in jobs and in businesses and in homes and housing. But here we have a lot of that. Seemingly too much of that because what it does is it enables people to be, I gotta say lazy, but just inadequate. It enables them to perpetuate their situation of nothing, uh, hopelessness and depression. Then we have, you know, services like what I'm in, which is mental health, which supports people that aren't necessarily going through any economic hardships, but they are going through things in their environment, within their families, within their whole dynamic structure that just kind of keeps them at their level, you know below the poverty level, doesn't allow them to raise up or elevate to the next level. Even if they're in middle class, it kind of keeps them from going to the upper class. You know, the people that have all the tax breaks and the better entitlements and things like they have. Um, so here, as I said, we have an election going on. You have the president making their, making his little runs from different areas here to there. I think he was just here in Greenville 
Um, I didn't pay any attention to it just because I don't really um, agree with all the things that our current leadership is is going into. But, I mean, he is the president, so, I mean, he's got to get votes. And hopefully for him, you know, he's going to be able to win. And then hopefully for the other candidate, uh, Biden, he's going to win. You know, I'm really in the middle. I don't, I'm not favorable of either one of the parties. I mean, neither one of them have impressed me. Neither one of them has given me a reason to just run out, get in line of this COVID stuff and vote. Um, I was hoping that Bernie, you know, the old guy, you know, he was probably too old even being in election, but I mean, he was the only one that sounded like he might've had some sense being that he wasn't up there with an alternative motive. You know, he wasn't up there trying to put money in his pockets and the other guy wasn't trying to take people out of, uh, take money out of people's pockets. But I mean, that's that whole political agenda thing. And some countries are worse than others. I mean, even though ours may not be the best right now, I mean, I've seen uh, accounts from people living in other countries uh, where they have this totalitarian leadership or this dictatorship where the people have no choice at all. You know, the people are just oppressed, you know, by the leadership. You know, they, you know, here, I mean, people... I mean, they complain about the money they make, but it's just because they don't want to get out there and make money. But at least here we have the opportunity to go out and make as much money. I mean, there's nobody putting a cap. Whereas in other countries, I mean, they're working 50, 60, 70 hours, you know, working circles around our laborers, our general workers. And they're just not able to um, meet their daily living needs. They're not even able to generate enough income to support their families. Now, uh, population of the family, I mean, that does impact the situation. I mean, if you've got 15 kids, I mean, you're going to need millions of dollars to even have a chance of supporting them, you know, financially. Other than that, you're going to be relying on family members and friends and systems and organizations and things to provide you with food and resources. I mean, it's a struggle. But some people have done it. I mean, it was easier to do back in the old days, you know, maybe in the 60s and the 50s, where prices weren't as high as they are now. But today today's time i mean you really have to be self-sufficient you really have to be someone who knows how to generate an income and then manage your money to maximize your spending power but for a lot of people that's just not the case so then enters groups like mine you know and financial consultants and different things you know to support people and give them the tools that they didn't get when they were growing up now it's nobody's fault of their own uh, a lot of times i mean if you grow up in a bad environment and you know, the economy's down and this education systems just sucks. And, you know, the transportation system is just garbage or the roads are trash. I mean, it's just going to be very difficult for people to get ahead. Um, that's why I don't understand why a lot of people that are able, you know, able-minded, able-bodied, you know, don't take advantage of all the things that they have before them. But see, they sit there and they say, um, well, I'm going to just do the minimum, you know, just to get by. I don't, I don't want, you know, success and stuff because they grow up thinking that success and uh, achievement and reaching goals is, is a bad thing. Like you can't live in the upper crust of life. I mean, where we're at, this is the reality that we've created. I mean, you know, I, I have people here, you know, I offer them job opportunities. I'm not going to work for $8 an hour. I'm not going to work for seven twenty-five. but you don't even have a job. But you're telling me what you're not going to do, right? You're not going to do this, not going to do that, but but you want a job and you want a car, you want a place of your own, you want all these things, but you're not willing to take advantage of the opportunities before you. Now, in your country, I'm sure it's the same thing. I mean, you're going to have that person where, 
you know, maybe out of five people, you got four friends that work, and then the one guy's just mooching off everybody, you know, he's eating their leftovers, you know, they go to the restaurant, he's like, I'm not ordering anything, I'm gonna just get a glass of water, and then he eats the scraps that everybody leaves on the table, don't be that guy, don't be that girl, you know, if you live in a country where there's an opportunity for you to better yourself, you know, then take advantage of that, don't just be one of these people that's just mooching off your friends and mooching off the system. But back to the matter at hand, I mean, all that is connected, but hopefully what I believe everybody is looking for in a, in a government, in leadership, is someone that supports the people, someone that generally or genuinely listens to the concerns of the people and the needs of the people. Uh, medical care. You know, we have a lot of sick people in the world. You know, everybody isn't healthy. Everybody can't do a cartwheel on command. You know, you got people with cancer, you got people with AIDS, you got people with HIV, you got people with uh, physical disabilities, you know, missing limbs, you know, people that have been to war, different things. Um, and sometimes the military, you know, it doesn't always support the people, but this is where the leadership, the presidential powers, the powers that be, putting that in quotes, the powers that be can make those changes. You know, they can sit there and make decisions and push forward uh, acts or whatever degrees or whatever decrees or whatever you want to call it, all that legal stuff. I am not a politician, but they can enforce those things. They can make people do things, you know, or encourage them strongly influence, probably the better word, strongly influence people to do things. And we're not talking about one or two people. We're talking about millions of people. They can move and sway millions, hundreds of thousands of people one way or the other. And you only need like two or three people that have been appointed, you know, uh, in command to sign a document. Once they sign that document, it could become a law, you know? And if we have in leadership people that don't support the values of the people, then some of those laws that we need, some of those unfair practices that we need to change, don't change and they continue to remain the same. So that is the importance of having good leadership in a country because sometimes you just can't find it. It's difficult. Um, I mean, I could name I could name some countries, you know, and some examples of other things where they are struggling. But I mean, if you're listening to this and you're living in one of those countries, then you know what I'm talking about. It doesn't need to be said. Anybody that's got two eyes, ears, a mouth, knows more than themselves, you know, would have heard about these things and these these struggles that people are going through. You know, a lot of people leave their country due to the fact that the the government they live under is so bad. You know. It's just like, we, we can't even get up. You know, we don't have opportunities. We can't do this. They can't even pray to who they want. You know, if they want to pray to a tree in the, in the woods, you know, and they say that that's their, their, their deity or their God or their belief, they don't even have the right to do that. Here in America, we have the right to do things like that. Now, if somebody goes out there and does that, I mean, that's on them. It's not something I'm like all for, but I mean, hey, do what you want to do. You know, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, Everybody's got an answer, right? And to who that may be, for me, I know who that'll be. And to who that may be for you, you know who that'll be. Everybody's got their own toll to pay. But here's the thing. We at least have the opportunity, the freedom, right? In some other countries, you don't have those freedoms. Something as simple as that or what to wear, you know? Women in some countries, they can't even walk outside in shorts and heels or shorts and sneakers. I don't know, shorts and heels. I'm sure some lady out there has done that, shorts and heels. Uh, but I mean, you know, you get ridiculed, you know, by the government, you know, or people with their sexuality. They can't even love who they want to love. 
you know, because that's their choice. I mean, you can't force people to do things they don't want to do. But here, yeah, a lot of that stuff, um, they, they, they don't try to control it. They don't try to enforce it. And it's allowed. Now, people don't always make the best decisions when they have that freedom of choice. But the thing is, at least they have the freedom of choice. They have the option to make a bad decision if that's what they want to do. So when we look for leadership, when we when we pick somebody and we put somebody in office, we want to try to get people that are going to be there for the majority, you know? I mean, not necessarily the majority, but the majority of people that want positive change. Now, positive change for me may look different from positive change for you because the things that I value may be different than the things that you value. But in general, people want to live. People need housing. People need food. People need water. I don't care who you are. You need those things, right? You can't live out in the cold and with no food and, and, and no, uh, no housing and no support, you know, medical care. If you get sick, you need to be treated. Some countries, they provide free medical care, which is awesome. But with that, you also get poor quality of, of service. You know, they're like, okay, yeah, we're going we're gonna to treat your cancer, but um, we're not going to put $150,000 in your treatment, you know, because this is free. Then you, but if you go to the paid clinic, then they'll do it. So I don't even know how you put a price on health care, but the people in power, the leadership, the presidential powers, those are the people that can affect those things. They could say, hey, no, 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 you're not going to be charging, you know, $365,000 just for somebody's treatment. You know, they can, they can do that. They can influence people to make those decisions. Um, but that's, that's the importance, I guess, of voting, moving to the next topic. But I'll take a sip here. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk a little bit about voting and then we'll probably sign off. So voting, what does it mean to vote? Well, voting is putting your opinion in the hat. Not that it's necessarily going to matter, but you're putting your opinion in the hat. I think if you don't put your opinion in the hat, you really can't talk about anything. You know, you can't sit there and say, oh, well, the government's not providing this or the medical care is too high or they're taxing us too much or we don't have homes, we don't have enough programs. I don't want to hear any of that coming out of anybody's mouth if you're not voting. If you're voting, even if you're wrong, even if you're voting, you, how can you speak on it if you didn't stand up when you had the chance to do it? So I see, yeah, the power of voting, power of voting. Now, the, the conundrum of the situation with that is sometimes you don't always have the best candidates. Now, like in my situation, I mean, I'm dealing with freaking frack. You know, if you've ever looked at any American culture, old stuff, you know who freaking frack are. It's just two things we use, two expressions or whatever, like one's stupid and the other one's dumber, like dumb and dumber. You know, we're sitting here with two idiots. So it's like, which idiot do you pick? I mean, I'd rather not even bother picking one of them because I mean that none of them are going to make a big difference. But if I don't pick one of these idiots, then I can't really sit here and complain about what this idiot or that idiot is doing or not doing. So if you want to have a voice, you know, on the matter, then you have to vote. So it's just one of those, one of those things. Now, some people can't vote because they've lost the right to vote. Now, how does somebody lose the right to vote? Now, that could happen with crime. You know, the government will say, oh, well, you're a felon. You can't vote. You know, they got to go through all this rigmarole just to vote. They take some of their rights away. Isn't that something? I mean, how's the government going to tell you, hey, you don't matter right now. This is a big thing coming up for your world, your community, your family, and everybody around you and all the organizations that support you, but you can't. You can't put your voice in the hat. 
This is the government. So this isn't the kind of government you want running your country. This isn't the kind of government that's going to support the people. Now, then they have other people, you know, sitting out there saying, well, they shouldn't be allowed to vote or they shouldn't this and all these different things. You know, that's where the divide comes in. So, again, I mean, there's always voting going on. And if you're not a part of it, I mean, how can you really speak on it? Um, I hope you're voting in your country. I mean, because like I said, I mean, that just gives you an opportunity. It's like, okay, well, this one's dumb, but he's not as stupid as this one. You know, at least you, you have the dumb guy, not the stupid guy in office. You know what I mean? I really don't like using those words, dumb and stupid, but I mean, this is <laughs> to keep it PG-13, because I mean, I'm sure there are other choice words that people use for leaders of their country. Um, it's just a big, it's just a big uh, situation, a big cluster, um, as they call it. It's a cluster, mm, but I'm not going to say that word. So let's see what else. I'll just give you guys a quick update on my um, situation where I told you I was going to be working on getting up early in the mornings. And I've been going through that with flying colors. Uh, this morning, it's Saturday. I'm out here recording the podcast. It's not even the afternoon yet. But I was up at 6.15 with no alarm clock. Got up, planned my day. I've been watching a lot of those organizational stuff, just, you know, really building those skill sets, you know, that we need to be successful, planning my day. And um, I said, okay, well, these things that I want to get done that must be done today, shoot, it's only going to take me about five hours to do them. So I stretched them out, sitting here, and then I had a problem with the first one when I was doing my documentation. I got it all done. And then, you know, as technology shows its ugly head from time to time, the, the servers weren't working, they weren't operating correctly, and then I wasn't able to upload the stuff. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to put that to the side, the stuff's already done, I'm going to go out, do something else, come back later, try it again, upload the information. I'm not going to let it ruin my day. So focus on controlling things we can control, let the rest of it sort itself out. But um, yeah, so this doesn't turn into another motivational uh, speech. I'm just going to say, uh, if you're living in a country, which you are, if you're listening to this, I don't care if you're on the water, it's part of some country because somebody has deemed that that's their country. You know, and that's a whole nother matter. I don't even know how people are saying, oh, this is my country and that's your country and you can't cross this water and you can't cross this land with all these boundaries and lands or lines over land that nobody even created. You know, did anybody make Florida? Did anybody create Florida? No. Florida was here before you were even born. Before the first person was even born, it was already here. You know, the Atlantic Ocean. Do you control that? No, but you're going to try to say, well, you can't come across this access grid, you know, because we control this part of the water. I mean, all these divisions and stuff, but guess who does that? The governments. Those are the people you're voting for. Those are the people in office. Those are the ones making those decisions saying, you can cross this side of the street, but you can't live on that side of the street. You know, if your if your coat's here, you know, you own this little circle of space. Those are the people that are making those big decisions, the governments. So if you feel that something's unfair, something wrong is happening in your country, then when an opportunity comes for you to stand up or support somebody that you believe in, then that's what you want to do. Well, on that one, I'm going to finish this coffee. Enjoy the rest of my day, and I hope you do the same with yours. Um, and I'll see you in the next one.